The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. This broadcast from Can Lions is brought to you by Ketchup. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Echo Chamber. This is Arun Sudaman, um, and we're recording our final podcast from Cannes. Finish line is in sight. But we're very happy to be joined today by Gabrielle Lowe, who's a senior manager of business development, and Kelly Kenny, who's a strategic and creative planner. Um, both of you are from Ketchum. So, Gabby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. And Kelly, welcome to you as well. Oh, thank you. So, you are both young PR lines competitors, correct? We are. We are Team USA. <laughs> ah, so first of all, to get here, you had to win the, the US selection. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about that, like the road to Cannes. What did that look like for both of you? The road to Cannes was quite long, I would say. When yeah. we got our first brief, it's, it's um, two rounds. And so the first brief is a written submission. And we had about, what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks to work on it. Um, and then from the time we submitted to the time we heard that we were finalists was about two more weeks. I think so. And then we had a week and a half from when we found out we were finalists to when we presented wow. uh, okay. in front of the judges. So during that time, you have, you have time to change your submission to make it more presentation ready, but not to change your idea too much. And then you win that yeah. versus a lot of other teams, right? Yes, yeah, so there were five final, they choose out of, I think they said it was something ridiculous, like 700 submissions total in the U.S. for across all categories, and PR is, is one of the larger pools, I think. And so they picked five finalists from around the country. We all met in New York. We presented mm -hmm. for 15 minutes, and that day they told us who was going to Cannes. Right. And it happened to be us. Uh, I screamed when they announced that it was us. I screamed, shut up. And we both instantly started crying. Oh. And then um, we weren't allowed to talk about it for a really long time. What felt like a really long time uh, mm -hmm. until they announced it officially a week after that or two weeks after that. I think it was like two weeks. Yeah. Okay. And then you come out to Cannes mm -hmm. and you're in the international competition here at the Cannes Lions. What was that like? How, how does that, what's the process like when you get here? Completely different. It is the shortest road <laughs> yeah. that you could ever imagine. So Yeah, and we had, I mean, we were pretty uh, relaxed about the U.S. competition. I don't think we, we wanted to win, sure, but I don't know that we expected to win or thought we should win initially. And then... Um, once we got to France, we we wanted to win. Like that oh, really? was we was we were coming. It was yeah. not. I was not coming was to not, not win. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. very competitive. So they smash what we went through in in you know four weeks time into essentially 24 hours. Right, you have mm -hmm. you get the brief at 2 p.m. on Monday. Your submission is due 7 p.m. Oh, sorry. sorry, I'm active with my hands. <laughs> uh, you get the That's brief okay. seven. You have to. Submit it. Um, I'm just going to do that again. Yeah. So, get the brief at 2. Yeah. So we get the brief at 2 p.m. on Monday. You have until 7 p.m. on Tuesday to submit your materials. Mm -hmm. And then you present on Wednesday. So it is a very wow. tight uh, 
emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say we were lucky because they go by alphabetical order. So um, the Austrian team, I think, starts at eight thirty. So they mm. only have between seven p.m. when they submit the final submission and eight thirty in the morning to really prep and practice their presentation. Whereas we presented at three o'clock, so we had a little bit of time to decompress, sleep, mm. think about how we wanted to bring it to life versus them. I'm sure they were a little bit more um, stressed out and just mm. tired after yeah. doing the written submission. So you did sleep. <laughs> we, did. we did. Or we tried to. I, I have to say that I was so nervous and stressed that I didn't sleep as well as I would have liked. Oh, I can, I can sleep anywhere. I am out like a light. Oh, dead to the world. <laughs> so what was the brief? So the brief was around, um, our NGO was Amnesty International, and our brief was really, to its core, a very broad brief, which I think was where we kind of, and a lot of teams, had a lot of trouble with, because the brief was about ending racial discrimination. Mm. Period. Period. Oh. So <laughs> not anything, yeah. not a particular... Um, part of racial discrimination it was just a very broad brief and they wanted to target millennials so 18 to 34 mm -hmm. and uh there were a couple of things in the brief that they they pointed out as objectives or you know the kpis where we need to get members to amnesty international so whatever you do has to have an email collection mechanism right yep. Uh, they mentioned in the brief that Amnesty International can be seen as a little too intellectual. Mm. Um, so we kind of glommed onto that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, that was it. That was really all they told us okay. they wanted. All right, cool. So uh, we're okay. She's <laughs> okay. Susanna's our bouncer right now. <laughs> okay, so that was the brief. Um, you don't have much time no. to come up with a solution. Uh, how do you do it? Do you bring in, do you, can you kind of lean on external resources at all? You, no. You're not allowed to do any of No. no. You so can do your own, you know, research. Like, mm. uh, you know, once we got the brief, they didn't open the workroom until Tuesday. So we had mm. the rest of the day Monday to kind of yeah. do big thinking and look for research points and do a little bit on our own. But... You're not allowed to bring in any materials from the outside into the workroom, so mm. it's just bring in your brain. Okay. Exactly. And what was the actual presentation phase like? How many people are you presenting to? There were four judges, four judges. Uh, one from Amnesty International and a few from different agencies, uh, and then it, you have five minutes to present your idea. So okay. it's all that work for five minutes of presentation. Right. Uh, and then they get five minutes to ask you questions, and that is it. Mm -hmm. So it is, I mean, it's a lot of work for, for essentially a 10-minute mm. interaction with someone. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of, we're, I think we're both criers, so we also left that room and burst into tears immediately. <laughs> pretty, pretty much we were like, bye, thanks so much, judges. And then we walked out, closed the door, and I think we both just started crying. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it was so much of a relief to be done. We, I think I was really happy with the way that we presented. I think we hit all of our notes. It just yeah. went as well as it could have, I think. We so. were really proud, and I think um, we're both really good friends outside of the competition, mm -hmm. outside of Ketchum even. We work, we both work in the New York office, but we have a relationship outside of work. And um, I think the whole experience doing it with Gabby and then having it end on such a high note from yeah. that room 
was just too much for for me to handle. <laughs> um, there was one girl, she was outside Audley, and she was saying, she's like, it sounded like you guys were having a blast, like you were having a party. We heard so much laughing. I like wanted to come in and like join in in the fun. <laughs> so yeah. I think it went as well as it possibly could have. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. And then when did you find out the results? Uh, three hours after that. Oh. So yeah. they, the judges deliberated for three hours. We were all called back to the awards hub and then they uh, went ahead and announced who had won the competition. So we know China won gold. Yes. yes. The video, and then silver was France. France. Okay. And do you have any insight into why they won? Are you guys kind of... Yeah, so the the China team came up with an idea called Angel AI, and they had had evidence that um, artificial intelligence is biased, biased because right. of the people who program it. So their whole idea was around programming a, a non-racially discriminatory AI, which, okay. I mean, this being the year of AI and everything. Yeah. But your idea was better. <laughs> I think our idea was it more was different. Poetic. It was it definitely was different. Okay. Uh, and then the the France team actually came in with an idea called Diversity Sperm Bank. And when they announced that they were the winners and that was the name of the idea, Gabby and I both looked at each other and we were like, shit. Like, <laughs> that is that is a good That's a thing. bold idea. And sperm banks. It's, yeah. yeah. It was it was it, so interesting to hear the breadth and the different ways that we all kind of went into this brief. It was a broad brief, but we were talking to a few other teams and talking about their ideas. And mm -hmm. you heard stuff from Tinder to gaming to AI to the sperm bank using music videos. Our idea was an interactive coloring book. So we like really span the gamut in yeah. terms of um, tactics, platforms, and just how we kind of approached it. Mm -hmm. So what was your idea? Our idea was called Color to Change, and the insight that we used was um, everyone's a little bit racist, even the most liberal of us. And it was all about kind of taking a look inside of yourself and wanting to be the change, but not being able to do that unless you're fully cognizant of what you're putting out there in the universe. So um, we came up with this coloring book uh, that's basically the A to Z's of racial discrimination and unconscious bias. So you would work through it, uh, Amnesty International would start the program. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Would, no, no, keep going, keep would start going. the program, uh, you know, looking within, telling people to go ahead and do that themselves. Mm, okay. Um, so there was no bronze award. No, which unfortunately been, not. Uh, something of a controversial decision. Uh, from what I can tell, I don't see much upside to that decision. How, how did you guys perceive? Um, the, the, the decision to not award a bronze in this in the young lines. I think it's it's fluctuated since we found out that that was the case. Mm -hmm. it, the The immediate reaction was, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> like, you know, kind of upset because a lot of teams, and I'm not saying we deserve bronze over another team or or whatever, but uh, we all came out there and and fought really hard and and delivered the best we could mm -hmm. um, and I think it was it it didn't validate that they cared that we had done that mm -hmm. to to not award a bronze felt like a, a little bit of a slap mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way Gabs. I feel like it I completely understand why yeah. they didn't they they explained that they felt like there were four countries um, that hit 
two of the three main things that they were looking for, but nothing really rose to the top, and so they couldn't really decide between the four and being unfair um, to give one team over another the bronze. But I, I do feel like there's four of us who who were like, we're so close. We were shouted out and given recognition about being in that pool, but none of us have that um, closure of being able to say we're a bronze winner. And I think at least three of us would still be in the same boat, being like we were shouted out, we were totally in contention, but it just that one team would have at least been able to say we're the bronze PR lions. And now we don't know how to talk about how we did in the competition, you know, because it's like people are like, oh, how'd you do? And you say, well, uh, we were one of four teams that could have gotten the bronze, but they decided not to give out a bronze. So like we're tied for third without a lion. <laughs> yeah. We have a quarter of the bronze. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, bit, yeah, it's, it's a little bit strange. But anyway, I guess these things happen. Um, what did you learn from the process, I guess, from the, from the whole competition? Because it's, you know, most of it's pretty intense, right? And, and a lot of thinking, a lot of um, creative thinking. Yeah. How do you feel it's, it's changed you? What have you learned? I've learned personally that, that I think as young creatives, there's a lot of imposter syndrome that happens, you know, as you work your way through the ranks in your own, you know, respective organizations. And so you can feel a lot of the time that, you know, maybe I trick people into thinking I'm good at this, or, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And I think being here for me, uh, really validated that, that I do deserve to be here and I am good at this. And, and whether or not we took home a prize, going through the process proved that to myself. Mm. I think for me, it really taught me to trust your gut. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times, especially as a woman, you, you kind of go back and forth. You're like, oh, I don't know, do I, don't I, can I say these things? Um, and this really taught me to just go with my gut and it will take me very far and to really trust that intuition that I maybe can't explain, but is it it's um authentic to myself and transparent and that's the only way to kind of move forward mm -hmm. that's, that's really good to hear and it's your first can right for both yes. Of you. yes how have you found this week so tiring and amazing <laughs> and overwhelming yeah very stimulating yeah we are very stimulated. We have, as Ketchum, we've been doing kind of midday brainstorms for active client challenges. Oh my and gosh, as if the week isn't stimulating enough. I know, <laughs> but there's, you know, a need and want to kind of put what you're learning throughout the week into practice immediately before mm -hmm. you kind of forget it. So that, that has been, I think, how creatively charged up I've been despite being on this emotional roller coaster and despite being so tired, I think has been a really cool lesson like it, it feels like everything is sinking in even if I was half falling asleep when when I was watching it I feel like there's so much FOMO here you're just like yeah. there's yeah at least you know five different sessions or side events that are happening you're like which one do I go to they all seem so interesting and then there's people that you want to talk to and then there's you know you want to go experience all the different activations that are here and so I know everyone, if you're not at Cannes, you're feeling FOMO because you're not here, but when you're here, you still are definitely feeling a little bit of FOMO yeah. as well. Oh, a lot. I, I think it's a huge challenge. I mean, it, I've reached a point now, I feel, where I, I don't get it so much because I've realized you just can't do it all. Yeah. yeah. But um, 
you do always have that kind of nagging feeling in the back of your head that there's something better (laughs) you could be at. So what lessons do you think from from the the Can Week in general and from the Young Lions do you think you'll take back and apply to your everyday work at Ketchum in New York? I've heard a you know, in the competition and then at a few sessions, I've heard, um, I don't know if, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Yes, you are. Please do. You're you're encouraged. I've heard kind of like, fuck, fuck the brief. Like, if you think this is a great idea, then bring in your one idea. Don't give them too many choices because you're the creative, you're the voice, you're the consultant and you know best. So be bold, give them the biggest idea you possibly can and and if they want you to go back to the drawing board and kind of cull it down a little bit then do that but you'll never regret bringing the biggest idea you possibly can Mm -hmm. to a client or to a competition or to life Mm -hmm. you know fuck the brief fuck the brief if if the PR industry ever released a rap album that could be (laughs) I'm happy to write it (laughs) excellent Um, I think it's just the importance of lifelong learning and being just a voracious learner and going to things that you were like, I'm not sure about this. I don't know a ton, but this kind of piques my interest in just seeing all the different ways that inspiration happens, whether it's, there was one about AI, there was another one about like, you know, psychologists and therapists and how that works. There's one about colors, you know, sound and music. There's just so many ways to be inspired and to learn and to kind of apply it to your own craft. Mm, okay. Now, I just want to ask you before we go, um, you guys are more or less the future of the industry, right? <laughs> so I'm always keen to know your views on how you think perhaps agencies should change because we hear so much from the top of the industry about how people are changing their agencies. Mm. But for, for people like you who are, I'm not gonna say not at the top, but you know, you're younger, um, what are the things that you see um, agencies doing, um, or what's maybe agencies not doing that they could do to perhaps improve and, and future-proof their models uh, in a better way? I think that agencies should really take note of the current conversation around diversity Mm. and it's not just diversity around your race or your ethnicity and what color your skin is but just diversity of thought and i think at the end of the day our business is about people and it's about connecting with people um, and it's about communicating with people and it starts with your own internal employees so making sure that everyone's thoughts are being heard from whether they're an AAE who just got out of college to someone who's been at the agency for 25 years. Um, I think we all bring very different perspectives and different things to the table and that agencies should really remember that it's about the people at the end of the day. Yeah, great answer. That's a really great answer. I don't know that I have an answer (laughs) on par with that. Um, For me, I think... Uh, wait, I had it and then I forgot. <laughs> That's okay. Hold that to me all the time. What was I going to say? We, we were talking about fuck the brief and I was talking yeah, about yeah, people. Yeah, 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 we were talking yeah. about relationships. Is it about creativity? Is it about we should bring our dogs to work? Is it about oh my sunglasses? God. <laughs> I blanked. Not helping. I blanked. Um, I like 
I think, yeah. I can ask another question if you want to come back. Well, you don't have to All right. answer if, if you don't have, if you I have it. No, no, it I have it. Now I can't me. remember it. It happens to me all the time. I was, like, as she was talking, I was like, oh, that's a little good. <laughs> Although, at my age, it's quite, you know, quite common. <laughs> Even at our age, I walk into rooms oh. and I'm like, I was looking for something and then I can't, like, remember. I'm like, literally just, like, in the kitchen being I like, got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Go. Um... I think in order for us to kind of grow and and be bigger and, and do greater things, I think taking a step back and, and not really taking ourselves too seriously, I feel like um, in PR, PR has kind of has this reputation of like, I'm a PR girl, I'm a media girl, I am this, I am that. And like looking outside of that and, and trying to broaden what our definition is of PR is important to me. That's a stupid answer. Don't use that. No, that's a great answer. <laughs> Don't use it. I think that's a really good answer. I mean, broadening I the definition of, of PR Yeah, is... we're not kind of in a bubble anymore. We shouldn't just yeah. stay within our swim lanes. Yeah. Take, yeah. yeah. That's a very good answer. <laughs> There's think. a blurring the lines between the disciplines. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but also this is, we're not brain surgeons. Like, yes, our ideas can potentially change the world and that's a great position to be in. But at the end of the day, we're, we're not doctors. We're in PR and you should remember to have fun with that. And you should remember that we're part of this world and we can influence the conversation and, and to do that with a, an eye on what's really happening. Okay. Do you, um, and just to wrap, do you, do you, does it concern you at all that perhaps the industry has challenges when it comes to attracting um, the brightest young talent, um, especially if that's, whether that's, you know, talent from a range of backgrounds and, and, and um, races and gender? Yeah, it worries me. I think I, I got lucky. I did not go to a big PR school. I'm not, you know, I don't have a fancy degree and I got lucky that Karen interviewed me and gave me a shot and saw that I had what it takes. Like I'm, I'm a girl from Staten Island and now I'm here in Cannes, France at like the top of my game. And, um, I worry that other people who are in, you know, positions like me or positions like Gabby who may not have the experience that is necessary to get into a big agency like Ketchum or, you know, any other ones, what have you, uh, will get passed up and, and we'll lose that diversity of thought yeah for sure and I think it's it's a little bit like see it be it right like if we don't showcase the diversity of thought and people within the industry I think that also is going to kind of hurt us in terms of recruiting because um you know you might not be considering PR as a job that you can do out of college but being able to see other people succeed and and um talk about what they do I think is really important so yeah. Okay, great. Well, Gabby and Kelly, thank you so much thank for joining you. us here today in this beautiful room <laughs> that we found. I should tell listeners, we're, we are in Cannes, which is, you know, one of the most beautiful places in the world, but we've managed to find a windowless room. Um, yeah, with room. very fluorescent lighting. With very, yeah, with awful lighting and only two chairs as well. Essentially um, an interrogation room. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. So, so thanks for listening to the latest uh, interrogation uh, <laughs> on the Echo Chamber podcast. That, this is actually going to conclude our CAN series. So a big, big thank you um, to our partners at Ketchum. Uh, and we'll be back um, 
maybe in a couple of weeks uh, with our next Echo Chamber episode. So I think we recorded something like six podcasts this week. Um, so where do you where do you break? I think probably all of you do a break as well. So thank you all. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Thanks also to Ketchum for bringing this special series of podcasts to you from Can Lions.